0: Thank you for tuning in to Prodigal's Orthodox, a podcast sponsored by Prodigal Son Eastern Catholic Church, an inclusive and independent Eastern Catholic parish under the Omophorion of Ioannis Gregorios, the Metropolitan of the Eastern Rite Connection of the Convergent Christian Communion. Please join together with me as we start this podcast in a time of prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me a sinner. Most holy Theotokos, save us. Most holy Theotokos, save us. Most holy Theotokos, save us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever, and into the ages of ages. Amen.
1: good come out of Nazareth. It's a very stark phrase, but we as, as uh, society today say things like that. I mean, I don't know, here in Texas, there's some parts of Texas where if you bring someone up and say they're from there, they can, you might hear someone say, can anything good come out of, I don't know, maybe? I don't know. I'm not calling shots. I was just making an example. Oh, shots fired. Um, so we have some two really interesting readings, and they don't fully come together. And I think the reason is because today in the East, this is Sunday of Orthodoxy. So I'm supposed to stand here and tell you that Orthodoxy is the triumph and the the, the winning team, essentially. But that's not what Christ tells us. That's not what Christianity tells us about how Christianity works. But there's one orthodox point that is very important to us, that the outsiders go, I'm an outsider with you right now. <laughs> idol, 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 bring an image. One of the things that were defended in orthodoxy were the use of icons. Windows into heaven. And in fact, they're written as you look at them, they don't look completely human. Either there's a distorted brow area, there's an eye that's not equal to the other eye, there's an expression made on the saint pictured that a human face doesn't traditionally make. The lips may be smaller, brows are kind of interesting over there. But the point is, they're not supposed to look human. And while they represent a being who did once exist or still exists uh, in in the spiritual uh, realm, the spiritual world, they are not what we worship. When we go and we venerate an icon, I am not venerating this image. I am using this image as a window to heaven to see what it represents on the other side. And in that way... I can definitely understand why this Old Testament reading, not only was it split, which is kind of interesting, but it's, it talks about the witnesses, the witnesses of heaven, the witnesses who we are connected to. And, and Mo, uh, Moses denied his connection to his Egyptian family because he knew that his true witnesses were the chosen people of Israel. And he knew that those witnesses, the, the, as we were talking about earlier, the bosom of Abraham, were his people. Guess what? Unlike our Western brothers and sisters, there are icons of Old Testament people. In fact, my namesake, Iacobos, is both James, which was translated in the English translations to James, is actually Jacob. It also represents some Orthodox people who were named Jacobos but there are icons of Jacob, Old Testament Jacob. Now, even to this day, Western Catholics will say, despite the fact that they use statues, that our icons, are graven images, I could understand that to people who don't understand what we do and how we worship, that us bowing in front of an image and sensing an image and even praying in front of an image would read as idolatry. I can't blame people for what they don't know. But I would encourage you as an Eastern Christian to take this Sunday to reflect on the beauty, uniqueness, and importance of the tradition of icons. And not only icons, but our beautiful and unique traditions of things such as theosis, which if we talked about, if you remember we talked about last Sunday, that's one of the things we're gonna work on during Lent, right, theosis, building up instead of giving up. People who hear the word theosis and know Greek look at you and go, so you're trying to become God? And at the roots of the words, "theos" and the os ascending, it means to become God or to become like God. But if you understand our beautiful, unique, Eastern theology, we are not trying to be a God. There are traditions out there that are trying to do that. Um, bless their hearts, if that's what you're looking for, you're in the church. But theosis, (laughs) theosis is the act of acting more like God so that we can understand how to respond in the ways that Jesus called us to respond. So, then we get to the gospel reading. And the gospel reading wouldn't seem related except that Jesus talks about, if you think me knowing where you were, and seeing you even though I wasn't physically there was a miracle just wait what you're going to see so even though Jesus is not physically here in front of us and something we can see and touch and talk to is not an icon a window to heaven a seeing of something and knowing of something that isn't physically in front of us but we know it's there And in that way, are we not connecting to that heavenly witness, that cloud? And if we think these images are beautiful, they help us see through that window to what's on the other side. This is Jesus telling us. If you think this worship, if you think this style of connecting to the holiness, which is God, is beautiful now, wait until you complete theosis. Wait until you go to the Father. And the Father welcomes you home. That's why you might have noticed that we use a different word today when we stood up for the gospel. Stand in awe. Our bishop had a really good point on why to translate that instead of just standing up, to stand in awe. Because the word awe in its literal meaning is you are so overwhelmed you're almost scared. When something is awesome and inspires you, to go, that's literally what the idea of the word comes from. So you're excited, you're overwhelmed, you're scared all at once. That's what these icons are here to help us see. If we can step away from the humanness and connect with God through theosis and through prayer, sometimes we peer through the veil, through the icon and see this window through this window, though sometimes it may be a little dirty with the weight of the world. Sometimes it may be a little dirty with the stresses of our lives. But if we go, close our door, pray in a quiet place, in front of this beautiful window into heaven, Jesus tells us in today's gospel, if you think this is beautiful, wait until you come and join me and the Father in my Father's house.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you felt blessed by the message and would like to join us, come and see by joining us for worship every Sunday in the Faith Hall at Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in the Colony, Texas. You can also find out more information about us and leave us a donation if you feel so called to support our ministry or you can join our member registry and subscribe to our newsletter by going to prodigalsonecc.org. We can also be found on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash prodigalsonecc and on Instagram at prodigalsonecc.com.